Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Up to 90, we talk... Michelle Smith. Olympic scandal, baby. Scandalous. Do you remember that one? So, so, so scandalous. So, Emma, how are Sally you? I see you're back. in your activewear. Yeah, i just been lazy today. You've been to the shop and you're activewear. Yeah, I actually haven't been it's a great anywhere. Sh- it's a great old trick, isn't it? Going, yeah. to the, to going to the shop and you're activewear and people are all smashy like, oh my God, she's so fit. Well, I actually, not that it justifies the attire today, but I have, I have actually been exercising this week. Have you? Yeah, I got up to do the kettlebells. Oh, very and good. then I, um, Friday, I had actually wanted to do it all week, but the weather had been so bad. I was trampolining. The trampolining is supposed to be great. A fucking bollocks. Would you be, yeah. Oh, big stuff. I always have a bit of a phobia that I'm going to fall off the trampoline. No, you And wouldn't. I just think that'd be such an ignoble way to go. Well, I because I went to one of those trampolining, you don't call it trampolining, but you know that class you do in the gym mm. that you're on a trampoline. I forget the name of it. Okay. But I was very unnerved because the trampolines were really small. Oh, so yeah. They're like oh, no, this individual trampolines. Our trampoline's massive and it's oh, got a yeah, big net around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't so fall off net it. Is great. But I just was a little bit unnerved by these like individual trampolines. It just oh, yeah. made, you could see, I mean, fuck's sake, like you could really see, like I want to have children someday. And you don't want to, I don't want to do anything that would jeopardize, that reminds me of a friend of mine back in the day, this isn't even a funny story, but it's just so something you do to impress a lad. She was living in London mm. and went back to this house and there was a bike in the hall. So you're Irish, you've had a few. What are you going to do with the bike in the hall, Emma? She didn't get up on it, did she? Of course she? you're going to get fucking up on it. Of course, that's what that's what we do, okay? It's part mm. of our DNA. So she got on the bike, and as she was getting the bike, your man was like, no, 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 don't get on the... And she sat down. No. Okay, listener. No, Julie. Just want us all to clutch, just clutch ourselves in our special place as I go there. So there was no saddle on the bike. <laughs> Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Such a 
bassy sat on a pipe. And so she essentially had impaled herself onto the onto the bike. But she did that thing of That's oh, your mate that's in the wheelchair, is it? No, 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 no. That's another sad oh. story. Another uh, saddle story. <laughs> that's an that's another play wicked story. Um so yeah, so but the funniest part was she was all like he was like obviously she was in complete agony. Right him then was like she? was pissed or whatever, but she was like, Oh listen, um like I'm totally grand, like this is completely cool. I do and this then all in the time. mornings they fell asleep in the bed. Oh no And then in the morning she basically couldn't walk. So then he had to like call an ambulance for her. And then they brought her, so she went to the hospital or whatever, and like she said, it was just so. It was, she said, the worst part was that like all the junior doctors came in to have a look, and that obviously they kept having to retell the stories. She was like, for fucks, would she ever fuck off? So like she'd be there, like just legs a high, and they're like, yeah, she sat on the bike without a saddle. And she's just like, for fuck's sake. But she was like, obviously there are huge pluses to the NHS system, but she just felt that was the most degrading part, like having to relive her shame over and over again. So what happened to her then? Well... Did have to, like, she didn't need totally. No, she had to get a few stitches, though. But she's totally fine. She's had a baby and stuff since, like... So she's Whoa. good to go. Now, isn't that your worst nightmare? Bad. So, do you know what? I think that story's always really affected me ever since. I'm like, I can't go on a trampoline, even though it's not a bike. But I just keep thinking something's going to impale me. But, like, the trampoline would hardly fit up your hole, like. Well, I mean. look, I mean, we've been practicing. So, I have to say, the thing fine. with the trampoline um, <laughs> Jesus. is, would it fit up my hole? Out. No, it wouldn't. Well, it depends the size of the trampoline. I mean, some diaphragms are fairly... Look, I mean... If you've been on the moon cup, maybe a trampoline would fit up there. (laughs) I think you've lost the plot now, Judy. You'd be fine to trampoline. I'm a fan. Look at that cat. This place is literally... I'm just expecting Michelle No, no, that is the same cat. Emerge in it's TV such a nice City. cast. I love we it. We need to talk about. Uh, we need to talk about a couple Look, of things. Come on. Okay, let's just put up the windows. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like that anonymous. Um, we comedy the promoter. Car. You know that story about the comedy promoter. No. Um. So okay. he's like an affable older guy. Right, we okay. all like him, kind of bumbling, uh, but we all like him. And he stopped in a petrol station in the middle of the night yeah. and got himself a coffee, as is your want, mm-hmm. in a petrol station yeah. of whatever time. And he went back into the car and he's driving along. And as he's driving along, this cash jumps up on his lap. And he obviously, like, you know, the car, like, ended up in the ditch or whatever. But he left a window open and a cat, like, jumped in the car. Isn't that just your worst fucking nightmare? Coffee all over the place. The bit where you say, so he obviously ended up in a ditch. I mean, that's not the Well, I don't know. He did drive on, but he did have to come off the road, like, proper. Oh, Hang but on, I mean, just that's see. fairly petrifying. So let's just do up the windows. Would you stop calling that shh, cat? Shh, shh. Oh, my God, the cat's coming in the car. Emma, seriously, I like cats and all, but... It's such a nice cat. She is a lovely cat now, to be fair, but let's just... Let's just close the door. Okay, oh, I hope we got you. that audio. Um, <laughs> also, uh, on a serious note, watched When They See Us. 
Oh yeah, I completely it, yeah. traumatized. Have you seen how politicized my Twitter has become since I watched no. it? No, what what's happening to oh, you? Oh my god, I just this is true. After watching it, I went and I did the laughter lounge, and I was just off form, like I was a bit trauma, and I was trying to explain to Garmer and and Tom at uh, the Bear and Matney, who were both there. I was trying to explain what I just watched, mm. and I was like, I can't because it's that thing. There were four episodes, yeah. So I made the mistake of watching them all one day, just full on binge. Oh, did you? And I was trying to process. Mine. And the reason I only wanted to watch one, but then I wanted to see were they okay, so I just had to force myself through it. So I just was not okay. So that was the Thursday, and the Friday I was googling all day. One guy in particular ended up in an adult prison, so I was googling him all yeah, day Corey. to make sure he's okay. Oh, yeah. you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. oh, which was the one I'm always banging on about and you didn't watch? I don't was know. It the Madeline McCann. Maybe that, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was Googling Corey and then Fred came home. I don't know where Fred was off gigging somewhere. So he came home on the Friday and <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So he told, and I actually had forgotten this, but I only remembered it yesterday. So mm. I was like really, just really, I mean, that final episode, how upsetting is it, Emma? I know. Like, well, that's I, terrible. I don't know what I recommend to anyone to watch it because I don't know, is it too much? No, you have to watch it. You have to see. I know, but I'm just not okay. I just, I don't know how far you can force your psyche to actually, I don't know. I just think, obviously it's important to watch these things, but sometimes I'm like, like, should you be watching things that are going to affect you to that extent? I don't know. Is that a good idea either? Yes, you should. Oh. You have anyway, to be aware I, well, I of the world we live in. And I woke Fred up and I was just all upset and I was crying for your man. Now this is but this is the day after. And I'm sure he, like you he mm. were the same in terms of it's just, but Fred, I had forgotten this until I just remembered it yesterday. Fred, Fred was in prison wrong get, was he? Yeah. Oh shit. So Fred just wanted to get some sleep. So just to shut me up and calm me down, I was like, Fred, I just want to help these people. And then he said, he was like, look, it is awful, but look, think about it. Like, they have their money now. And I was like, money can't buy back the year. They He missed the 90s, Fred. Like, I mean, I was like, the Fresh Prince, all that music. He was in prison for all of it. And then Fred said, Look, I tell you what, look, we can't do anything about it now, but we'll maybe, look, we'll go to New York and we'll arrange, we'll set up so you can meet them. <laughs> now, by the way, I think, to be fair, they've been through enough without meeting me. So I was, like, delirious at this point. I was like, yeah, look, maybe we could do it. He's like, yeah, look, you could meet them and then you can see are they okay. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I just... Just thought I actually thought of it yesterday, and I just burst my shite laughing because I was like, "Imagine, I'm I know really... you. I know you lost your best years, but would you mind meeting me? Because I'm not okay about it. I don't know how you are, but it's about me now. Like I'm just too upset about what happened to you. Um, so I want you to Judy. meet me. I mean, I've got to be honest now. I've got to be honest. I just don't know. If you and Fred bring out the best in each other, and do you know what I mean? It. it just sounds like fucking two mentlers winding each other up no, a lot listen, of the time. I have to say, he's going to set up a meet and greet for you, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, we met this little ginger white nuts. Irish girl. She obviously it's really knows what we're talking nuts. about." 
it's just crazy. And the fact that Fred was like, look, how will I get this bitch off my back? I'll just tell her we'll go to New York and meet these poor men. But I will say, yeah, we probably do bring out the worst in each other. But I uh, will say today now, I was, look at this cat. It's just all over us. Oh, my God. I can see it's here. I'm so the, the, window up. the cat is just um, climbing up the Went off on the hol- requisite holiday shop dash, dash yeah. around the shops. What did you get? You oh, sure. Just got a load, a load of bits and bobs. Tongue bikini. Fred. Wanted to get Fred some shoes, so my battery was nearly dead. So I rang him and I was like, Fred, what size shoe are you? And he did the whole, like, well, you know what they say about it. And you know, when you're literally, it's like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, I was like, yeah. Fred, the battery's going. He's like, you know what they say about a big shoe? And I was like, this went on. And I was like, I just want a number. So look, we took a rough estimate. And whether it is the size or it isn't the size, he's wearing the shoes. And you just get all this mad stuff, which you're never going to wear on your no. honey bus. You think you're going to, you have a new personality. and You're you like, don't. I'm going to be a girl who wears skirts <laughs> I know yeah, yeah yeah you're like you're not gonna be that girl I know I've look we all do it to ourselves um okay the cat has now eat my aerial and I'm blaming oh. you I'm not even blaming the cat I'd love to get the cat in the car though I love you cats you put the cat on the mic the cat is now part of the podcast a uh, couple of shout outs now I actually need to find the person <laughs> who the cat this is just take a so picture of the cat and put up in the stories so people know what we're talking yeah, about okay I'm taking a pic can you while we're doing that mm. I want to find the girl who suggested Michelle Smith oh yeah okay I'm going to find okay let's just do, go do 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 okay I want to do the whole this is the cat that's currently recording with us on the podcast hello. Emma hello cat <laughs> this isn't creepy whatsoever is it I love it. Look at that poison ivy. Loving the hair. Oh, I thought you were looking at ivy. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Comedy podcasting. Okay, we did have a lovely little upper. Thank you for the name, Sarah Woods, for all our little fans, Mm -hmm. uh, who did suggest Michelle Smith. I can't find it now. I wrote it in my little notebook, and I don't have my notebook on me. So that person, can you please get back in touch, and we will give you the credit that you're due. Um, Got a lovely uh, couple of messages there from people. Chelsea sent us a lovely message during the week. Um, we We do treasure the messages, don't we, Mrs.? We do, definitely. So definitely uh, keep them coming. We do like a bit of love. Text as well is after getting involved. So welcome aboard um, the Up to 90 train text. And now let's talk Michelle Smith. Yes. Okay. Uh, Michelle Smith, Atlanta, 1996. Do you remember it, Ems? I remember it well. I do remember it. And uh, there was a lot. So in 96, I was 12. There was a lot of hype around her. Uh, I think a lot of the hype was that there was a lot of heat around her because her time was had improved. Yeah. But so, I didn't realise that as a child. I just thought, well, it wasn't like child, child. But I just thought like, oh, wow, she's just an amazing swimmer. She <laughs> obviously had the fucking swim thing with the cycling short part. So that, to me, I was like, that's probably what makes her real fast. Remember she yes. used to wear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, apart from that, I mean, she had the Pantene ad. 
uh, yes, the Pantene one Freddy was Whopper. a big one. I was going to talk about that. She had the husband from uh, Brussels, wasn't he? Was he here where Stash? Stash. So would always be, I don't know. Cautious of an Irish woman who marries Dash, someone from outside of Ireland. Dash, Dash. What was his name? Um, just a quick hello to all our international listeners. There. No, I'm just saying, if an um, Irish woman marries so, someone who's not well, Irish, I'm like, could you not stick it out, love? I tell you, I tell Bottled you this now. Uh, we I could tell all you go this. off and marry a fancy Italian man, Judy, if we wanted if to. But I some of us stick it euro. out here. If I had a euro for the amount of times that a Dutch man asked me to marry him. Really? Oh, God. Just, yeah, I'd have 17 euros. So anyway, um, Michelle Smith de Bruyne uh, was born in 1969 in Rathkill in Dublin. So she's yeah. obviously retired Irish swimmer. And this was the deal with Michelle Smith. Okay. It was Atlanta, Georgia, 1996. Mm-hmm. Michelle Smith had previously been in the Seoul and the Barcelona Olympics. And the thing with Michelle was, right, in 1996, she was 26. So that's yeah. like geriatric, you know, we're talking geriatric yeah. stage um, of swimming, competitive swimming. Mm-hmm. So she was not, you know, this was not her first rodeo. She basically did shite, I think was the actual term used um, by many sports journalists. Uh, she did shite in Seoul. She did yeah. shite in Barcelona. And then Atlanta 1996, she comes along and she ring, wins three gold and a bronze. Now, so she essentially knocks, so say for the 400 meter freestyle swim, which is one of the best swims that she won a gold medal in. She essentially knocked, when you think about this, right? So yeah. usually you'd be talking about like a fraction of a second improvement. Yeah. She shaved 18 seconds off her previous swim time at the Olympics, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. And she was four years older. I mean, come on. Like we're yeah, asking yeah, questions. So... At the Barcelona, at the Barcelona Olympics, Barcelona. she uh, didn't. She didn't get on that well, competitively speaking. But she did meet a guy called Eric De Bruyne. Okay, mm. so Eric De Bruyne was a Dutch. Uh, so he was just a, a Dutch discus thrower, a mm. uh, bit of a tongue twister, uh, seashells by the seashore. Um, so he was a discus thrower, and he essentially started to train Michelle. Now this is where uh, Michelle claims the chains ha- change happened. So most people, specifically the American swimmers, there was a girl who was really her arch nemesis at the time by the mm. name of Janet Evans. So Janet Evans was basically asked, you know, at press briefings, etc. Well, what do you think about this insane improvement, yeah, like yeah, yeah. in this Irish swimmer? And she was like, basically, like, well, I think it's very unusual, which is totally fair enough. She was like, very unusual. Um, like obviously it doesn't really happen but there you go so like clearly the insinuation was like she's taking something yeah. so Michelle claimed that the tr- the difference between Barcelona and Atlanta was Eric so yeah, Eric started training. to train, train her differently specifically that he started to train her up with weights and all that kind of crack mm. and that's where the change happened but of course Eric was a bit of a dodge character so he had already been found guilty of doping Yes. Okay. so he was found Actually, and it's funny because I was uh, listening to the, you know, the lads on Off the Ball and News Talk, they're great. They just had a little segment where they look back at like the major 90s moments and everyone voted for the different moments. And for the Michelle Smith one, they were saying that Eric had been taking like testosterone 
and he'd also been taking found guilty of taking the pregnancy hormone this is so weird like the science behind all this doping shit so basically when you take testosterone you take this pregnancy hormone as well because when you take the pregnancy hormone what they were saying was it stops your balls from shrinking isn't that just crazy science so hang on, you take testosterone, yeah. but that will cause your balls to shrink. So apparently, to apparently, yeah, because apparently, what happens is that your body is getting. When you think about it, it kind of makes sense. So your body is getting testosterone. Yeah. So basically, your balls don't have to produce. Your testes don't have to produce testosterone anymore. Right. So they shrivel. So by taking the preg this pregnancy hormone, which he was found guilty of taking as well, he it, it was like this cancelled. cocktail. It just evens it out. Isn't that fucking mad? And you know God. what? I and was you actually, see, that's that's one way how they could actually find out if they're taking testosterone is because they're all wearing the lycra and everything. They could just have a quick glance there at the bulge. Well, because I was seems... with a guy in Australia, and he was. Uh, I was with this guy in Australia and um, he, like, this is like 13 years ago, but uh, he was obviously on stair. He was like a real, like, bit of a juice head. Uh, he was Irish and stuff, but he just had these tiny, tiny balls. And of course, I knew nothing about steroids at the time. But then I looked it up and apparently that is like, oh, like, that's what happens to your balls. Like, they were like two Maltesers. <laughs> and did you ever say it to him? Of course I didn't. I was desperate for love. Absolutely not. I was like, no way. Um, yeah, so look, she it was all completely dodge. She won the three gold and she won the three bonds. Um, she uh, essentially came out of nowhere and the Americans were not happy about this at all. So the, uh, she won the gold in the 400 metre individual medley, which is your favourite. Uh, you love a bit of a medley. 400 metre oh, freestyle, yeah. 200 metre uh, medley and then bronze for the butterfly event always gets you and what happened then was of course it was interesting because Orti were trying to force this national mood mm. so actually what is really interesting there were two sports journalists at the time who were like okay guys this is not real life like this does not happen yeah. an older swimmer who is suddenly this much better yeah. like it's completely dodged so two sports journalists Tom Humphreys who has of course been found to be a perv so we don't talk about him mm. um, and also Paul Kimmage the two of them came out and said like this is nuts but yeah. Orti were really trying to force this positive spin on it and isn't yeah. this amazing and they were always weeding out her dad Brian who of course had taught her to swim and brought her to the swimming yeah, lessons the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I would think and I don't know what your memory of the time was but I know even thinking back to my aunties etc like everyone was kind of like oh come on like I don't know was the national belief really there I think maybe people wanted no. to believe but in their heart of hearts they knew it was completely dodged the whole thing and also yeah. there was an Irish uh, swimming trainer and I remember he came out and he was because I found it today as well and uh, he was saying, you know, the Americans, you know, they, they they take drugs and, you know, they just can't accept that maybe other countries don't take drugs, but we don't take drugs. Like Michelle just trained really hard. And there was that thing. It was almost like a country kind of lost its innocence then two years later when she was found guilty of tampering with the sample because it was that thing of, oh, no, other countries dope and mm -hmm. they use drugs, but we wouldn't do that. Like we just work really, really hard and that's how we win our medals. But you see, do you know, even like... Looking back at it, uh, uh, Michelle Smith, 
She doesn't even have the physique of a swimmer. No, she didn't. And actually, so I don't think she was ever going no. to reach the heights. What you know what I mean? Because if you look at sport now, I think that you all the, like what they do. I don't know if they do it in Ireland, but they definitely do it with other countries. Is they put children into sports based on their physique? Yes, and the thing was, because an American journalist had commented on that, that he had interviewed Michelle in Barcelona, and he was like, he actually, it's interesting you say that, because it was one of the things that he said, that she stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, she came, she didn't even make the heat, like she didn't even get out of the heats in Barcelona, like she didn't even make the final. And uh, like, you know, she came, I think like 17th, 18th or something ridiculous. Um, Like basically her only claim to fame that day was that she didn't drive like that was her biggest you know that yeah, was her yeah. biggest accolade but that American journalist was like she just is not a swimmer like she's tiny she's petite yeah. you know she's got this long curly hair flowing like she's just real like little tiny tiny little thing Yeah, like this little Irish elf and he was like this girl is not a swimmer of course one of the hilarious things about the whole which really made for international like all these American talk shows were doing jokes about this of course as well because the Olympics were being held in the States there was that added kind of interest but there were loads of jokes flying around that we didn't even have a swimming pool but of course we did have a swimming pool but it wasn't too far from the truth because we didn't have a 50 metre swimming pool so they were like but of course then you know the American media ran with it and they were like so you mean to tell me this girl didn't take drugs and you don't even have a swimming pool Mm. but of course in actual fact it was you know a case of you know not completely um, off the charts accusation but we did have pills but we didn't have a 50 metre pool and it was after Michelle's win that do you remember with UL they were the first uh, mm. I don't know if there is any is there even another 50 metre pool I'm sure there is at this stage is there but they were the first 50 metre Olympic size pool so because we didn't have a pool of course when she was training she was over in Holland and all that Michelle and again coming back to the thing of oh it was just my husband and he was training me and all that kind of crack and in the midst of all this Bill Clinton of course met Michelle and she was oh, like oh yeah, you know yeah. I was resting and, um, and I have a theory actually about the bronze I think she did deliberately actually just sat back and let uh, oh, thank you. I think so yeah because Susan O'Neill won that one the Aussie girl and it was actually another Aussie girl who came second I have a theory that maybe she sat back with that one purely to kind of detract attention a little okay. bit but she said anyway you know the day that I was resting and Eric came up and he said there's a guy went to shoe his name is Bill and she said it's not Bill Clinton is it and then went down and Bill was by the pool and she said oh you know and she was always very you know Erudite she was very you know well spoken and all the rest and she was like he was very gracious and he told me like he was so proud of me and well done and how I was so good that you know I was I was so good at like handling media scrutiny and it wasn't easy and all this kind of thing and you're like yeah okay so we're equating Bill is equating getting sucked off in the Oval Office with over a two year period with a girl who's like doped up to the fucking nines like what the fuck (laughs) Jesus but anyway so she came back to Ireland and there, of course, look, there was a bit of a fanfare, but I can remember my own family making jokes about it. I don't think anyone was really buying what Michelle was selling. No, then no. Then do you remember Sean Von Bernock spoke the Kupla Fuckle 
Oscar get to Michelle and the Americans thought that this was a big setup and all this kind of thing and it was just it was very much like kind of American media versus Irish media but there were the two voices Tom Humphreys uh, Legitimate Perv and Paul Kimmage um, they were the two kind yeah. of detractors in the Irish camp so two years later so Michelle was all you know very defensive about it I worked really hard I deserved these medals etc etc the first Irish swimmer to win a gold medal except, well to win any medal sorry the first Irish swimmer to win any medal um, came back uh, moved to Kilkenny and two years later in 1998 basically everything went to shit because FINA who were um, the uh, basically they're like this swimming or I don't even know what you call them they're basically in charge of swim- they're like the swimming governing body I suppose yeah yeah so at this stage, Michelle is 28. So Fina found these two guys, because I, you see, we wouldn't have a clue how this works. So basically these two guys, uh, one, the guy who came to test her, obviously it's like, clearly they don't get any notice with these tests. Yeah, so yeah. this German guy rocks up. But I'd never thought about this. So it's this guy and his wife, because obviously the wife has to go in with her, yeah. which I'd never thought about that. It was only when I was listening to the thing today. So she went in. So it was the two of them. And like, by the way, the whole thing sounds totally gross. Like putting urine samples on your kitchen table. (laughs) I mean, could you be dealing? But anyway, so she, the girl went in and the two, the couple, there was a lot of like, obviously, you know, like it it went like a court setting, etc. And like, there was like legal representatives on both sides and it all got a bit kind of, you know, uh, it got quite heated. But like mm. basically your one went in with Michelle Smith and like a lot of the evidence was like really graphic. Like it's just a graphic de- depiction of mm. a description of a woman pissing. Like she was wearing a big fleece and, you know, I couldn't see her vagina and it's just all just so gross like the whole thing imagine just a strange German woman mm. standing over you and you're just pissing away trying to get a bit of whiskey fleece, into your urine like, sansom like say what a fleet of the vagina your fleet I need to see your vagina like you're trying to get a bit of whiskey into the jar boom thank you and this woman oh, standing over you so they did two samples and of course Michelle and the husband had disappeared for four to six minutes. They did yes. the second sample. Then the two urine samples, they're sitting there on the kitchen table and both these people said, the uh, the the two Germans both said, the husband and wife were like, there was like just a real sweet smell of like whiskey or some kind of spirit. But then Michelle was like, no, 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 there was just a smell of urine like in the kitchen. You're like, ugh, gross. Like it's just all so rotten. But anyway, look, welcome to the world of Olympic competitive swimming. So uh, obviously came back that the sample had been tampered with. Yes. So that whiskey had been put into the sample and goes out saying the only reason you would do that is to disguise like yeah. something in the sample. So uh, went to arbitration and all the rest. She got banned for four years and obviously at 28, that effectively meant the end of her swimming yeah, career. So she was done. She peeled it. No joy. And the issue was, of course, she had to, she had given, she had been, uh, she had done the European um, uh, uh, comp in Seville that year. So she had yeah. to give those medals back. But the whole issue at the time, and one of the things I watched today uh, was, remember questions and answers? Yeah. And it was the questions and answers that week. And the question was, should she 
actually give back the Olympic medals. Yeah. So there was huge call, like there were a lot of people calling for her to give back the medals. But mm. what everyone on that panel that night said, and I think we, I mean, well, I would certainly agree with it. They were like, look, it actually doesn't matter if she gives them back or not because they're immaterial now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. she of course, she didn't have to give them back. She didn't give them back. But, I mean, it's like, obviously, you know, all that glistens is not gold. And the fact that she had been found guilty of tampering with the sample two years later, everyone just looked at those Olympic medals mm. for what they probably were, which was uh, evidence of cheating. I know. And like someone else, like basically, it is actually a huge deal when you think there was this girl called Alison Wagner an American swimmer so obviously she had like robbed all these other people of their victories mm. if she did cheat which I mean personally I would think she probably did yeah uh, so she, you know that, but that actually is huge like it's kind of like robbing someone of their destiny it's just you know even what we were saying there about the Central Park Five and I know obviously there's no comparison but it is actually robbing someone of their destiny and Alison Wagner I think had a really psychologically like had a really hard time afterwards. Well, see, my thing about uh, Michelle well first the thing about doping sport have you seen the thing about Lance uh, I read the that? book years ago, but oh, I, yeah. which of course the book was before the whole. Oh yeah, yeah. the I did the documentary watch the about the the, you know, the like beginning of apples? the beginning of the end of him is really interesting. That just you know, as him as a person, all, like all of it, the relationships. But what's interesting as well is how the doping went on. Like they were doing. Uh, they were doing like blood transfusions. Yeah. And he claimed, I did see him on, gonna gonna say it. Yeah. Oh, oh of course, mm. Oprah. And he was saying, because of course, he was he ever, you might know this now, was he ever fully honest about the doping? Because I think uh, on Oprah no, he No, there was said, one of them that he just, yes. he wouldn't. But he, on Oprah, he claimed that he was taking extra testosterone to make up for the fact that he only had one ball. Yeah. Which, as we all know, is like 10% of the truth. Like, you mm. know, come on. Oh no, he, did, he was quite frank on the Oprah thing. There was still one, I can't remember exactly what it was. But I suppose... It's very interesting to see how, uh, you know, usually norm, normal, decent people can kind of get sucked into that because they're looking to their left and they're looking to their right and everyone's fucking at it. You see, that's the problem. Everyone's fucking at it. Like cycling, I don't know what it's, but it, the way they're saying it and loads of sports writers spoke about it, that it was fucking well, just during the 90s, insane. But during the 90s, police were raiding cyclist houses looking yeah. for drugs. Like that's how, I mean... But, well, look, to be quite honest, I would need to be on drugs before I go cycling. But that's a whole other story. And you see, I don't know if... It was if, endemic in cycling. I don't know if sport at that level will ever be... Be fair. Will ever be 100% clean or whatever. But my thing about Michelle was, I wanted her to fucking come out and say it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted her, if she'd come out and said it... And done the story and fucking, you know, not even, a, I'm not even saying an apology, just told the fucking I story. think it's the fact. I think yeah. everyone just would, would, like, it would have lifted a cloud and we all were like, yeah, 
yeah, she made, you know, she made a fucking shit decision or whatever. But it was the fact that she didn't speak out about it. She went kind of underground for a few years. And now, obviously, she's a barrister. She's a barrister. But that was that was the thing that and still annoys me about her now is that she never she never fucking said anything about it. Not even an article in the Irish Times or some fucking shite. And like. I think... At this stage, she yeah, should. Yeah. And I think, actually, it's interesting because when I was trying to find information on her, I was really shocked. I couldn't find anything about, like, her personal life or recent years. And mm. that just, to me, speaks volumes in terms of she's obviously very guarded, yeah. uh, really wants to just close that chapter. Obviously, she's going by the name Michelle de Bruyne now. Um, she's supposed to be a very good barrister, actually. Um, but it, it just speaks volumes about the fact that she just still is such a closed book. And I think what people would like and what people would appreciate and maybe respect her much more for would be if she came out, just as you said there, Emma, if she came out and said, you know what? I was doping. I spent my whole life swimming. I wasn't getting the results I wanted to get. Everyone else was at it. So I did it because mm. I wanted to win and I wanted to make my family proud. Yeah. And my dad, who'd been driving me to Tallis Swimming Pool from Rathcool, every day since I was seven years of age at four in the morning, I wanted to do it for all of them. And I did it and I'm sorry. And but there like, you she's go. an intelligent woman. And she's people would well to that. She could tell her story. She could craft it in a way that would she would feel comfortable with and, you know would get, I think, a positive response. Like, she's fucking clever enough to do all of that. And, you know, I think people do. Like, you understand. The hu- we all look, for fuck's sake, obviously none of us are Olympic swimmers, but I think we all appreciate that level of commitment and sacrifice. And it's not just that mm. swimmer or that athlete. It's their whole family. And I personally can see how... You would be driven to take testosterone or to dope or whatever to get it over the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it is a type of madness. Yeah, but sure, More than the comedy or anything else that like, you know, but at the same time, it's not okay either to rob other people of their destiny. And if Mm. that was you, because sure, do you remember again, like an apologies to the international listeners, because I know this probably wouldn't be pertinent to you guys, but we had an athlete here, Sonia O'Sullivan, who kind of became a bit notorious during the 90s because she was always expected to do really well at the Olympics and she just never quite got it over the line. And there was that year, do you remember, she was beaten by the Chinese Mm. athletes. And huge... I mean, I can remember the outcry here in Ireland because like there were just rumours swirling about uh, them uh, doping and taking performance enhancing drugs. And we were absolutely outraged. I can remember people saying, you know what, there's no point to sending athletes if that's what China are going to be doing. Mm. And I think you can't feel like that about Sonia and then not at the same level of sympathy for those other swimmers that Michelle Smith robbed in Atlanta. I know. And I think that's maybe what people found hard, like in 1998, when, you know, this whole scandal unfolded. I think people, it was trying to marry the fact that, oh, actually, we do the same shit that all the other countries do. And that obviously we fell for Pantene because, I mean, that Adam got a fucking six week run, if he even did it. I can remember. Do you know what I found? The marriage between a swimmer doing a fucking shampoo ad 
Like no one thinks the swimmers and goes, oh, they've she's deadly hair. Well, look, we Their all remember her taking shite. the swimming cap off and she's saying about, you know, the chlorine. But I mean, if, look, Michelle, I say this. I mean, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm really not the person who should be making this comment. But I just feel the hair always look quite bristly. If I'm honest. But look, if you, you know, are nobody in... ever looked to Michelle Smith and said, "I see her with the three gold medals, but what shampoo is she using?" Because I mean, that, fucking I mean, super. look, I'm the queen of the dry. No, but look, if you're going swimming every Bristly. day and you're washing your hair, Bristly. however many fucking times a day, and you're in that chlorine, you're hardly going to be fucking hold styling your hair or like it's just not important to you. So why the fuck would they get to do an ad for Pantene? Fucking stupid energy drink. So fucking shower gel. I just, do you know what? I just remember, and I, I be be so disturbed by it. I just remember when she said, "If I want a square of chocolate, I'll have a square of chocolate." And I just honed in on the word square. what the fuck I just my dreams of being an Olympic swimmer just faded away if I want a square of chocolate oh yeah oh you do you love chocolate Jesus but oh god knows what's down there now it's the best to look Uh, Um, but yeah and like no tour like really private impossible to get any information the only thing I found on her was that she did 2007 which I never actually watched it. I don't know if you watched it. Um, Apprentice, two thousand and seven. She did Celebrities in the Wild. Oh right. Uh, she took part in that series, but refused to go on the Late Late Show when researchers indicated that reference would be made to her controversial past. So she did that show, and I'm always a bit like, <sighs> I think if you're going to be willing to go on Celebrities Go Wild or Celebrities in the Wild, you need to be because that was when I think they were in Connemara or somewhere and they had to fend for themselves. Sorry, I just want to interrupt this broadcast for a fucking emergency news bulletin. So I just went on to Instagram there to see if I could find her. Fucking Chris Pratt got married yesterday. Look, can I just say, do you know what? Can we talk about something? Yeah. Do you remember when he got divorced? Yeah. And I, I said, and I said, and of Anna Faris, and yeah. I said, I just don't like Chris Pratt. And then you were saying, which was totally fair enough, and you were spot on, you said Anna Faris didn't have a bad word to say about him. Mm. I was like, there's just something. And then it turned out that he's a Republican, a big Trump head. No. Yeah, big Trump head. Big Trump head. But how the fuck has he got... When did he get divorced? Like, how was he married and just I know, well, sure. I think, but I don't know. In the States, can you not just get divorced and get married straight away, I think? But even if you can't, I mean, the heart, the heart. I know. And himself and Anna Faris were such a cute couple. Weren't they? Who so knows what happened know, there? Um, yeah, so the whole thing, look, I mean, you know, we're kind of, we're not even discussing the fact, like, do you think, I mean, do you think that she was using, I mean, I just think it's a given that she was using performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, but sure, like, I mean, even like. Would she agree? Yeah, I think it's pretty. No one pisses whiskey, like. Uh, you know, yeah. So look, I mean, um, I just wish she'd talk you know the about thing it. Well, you know, the thing as well. And um, before we wrap it up, I, you know, I think at the time, just as an aside, I do remember, like, again, a lot of international media really making fun of the fact that, like, an Irish swimmer put a bit of whiskey into her 
into her urine sample oh, in the hopes that we get her. Like, what's the point? Do you know in that instance, would you not just turn around and say, listen, there's no point you taking it today because I'm, unt, 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 you know what I mean? I know. Well, you just have to fucking, I don't know, do it and hope it gets fucking lost or something. And you know, like, even the whole thing, like, and then the guy who took the sample was like, yeah, and then we went home and we put it in our fridge. I'm like, fuck's sake. That's what you do with urine samples. I know, but in your own fridge. Like, what if you mixed it up for the apple juice? Yeah, but sure, what are you going to do if you, like, if you get pregnant and you have to fucking be pissing and giving samples all the time? But whatever about keeping my own piss in my own fridge, but keeping someone else's piss in my fridge. I couldn't be dealing, Emma. Well, I mean, I've no reason to do it. I wouldn't do it because I don't need to do it. Okay. But if I had a job that required it, I mean, it's fucking <laughs> in a sealed container, like. But someone else's piss. No, okay, I wouldn't. Beside my easy single. No, like, I wouldn't Come have on, it. Emma. I wouldn't have it stacked on top Poor of the Michelle fucking lasagna. Her Apparently, flea sales just plummeted. <laughs> Pantene's never fucking recovered from that. Jesus, is Pantene still going? Yeah, I have some in the gaff, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, I started this, um, I was saying when I was on Stephen Mullins' podcast, a lot of people were getting in touch with me, and I mean, I don't know how really to read this, but, mm. well, I do know how to read this, but a lot of people getting in touch saying, have you tried the curly girl method? In other words, the fucking state of you, like, seriously, get yourself together. Oh, But I've I tried the bits and bobs. Yeah. I have to say... I'm not loving. There's there's this one girl now in particular, Curly Colleen. Um, so a load of people recommended to me mm. uh, to follow her. But she recommended, now maybe I need to, maybe it's just your hair. It can be an individual thing. But she recommended these All I Am or something products. I think I have it there. Right. But now it could be that I just need an adjustment. But initially I'm not that gone in them, but I just maybe need to stay with it for a while. That's what I've been told. You need to give it a while. Oh, the products. Because you know the whole thing is that you're not shampooing. It's just oh. conditioning, yeah. Oh, so it just, right. it's kind of, it's hard to get my head around it. So I just wanted just to have a look. I have to go home oh. and shave my toes. I have to go and shave my toes. I know, I'll let you is go. Is this Chris Pratt's missus? No, no, no. I'm looking at the Can picture. Can we find a picture of that? <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah, the picture from the weekend. Isn't it the worst you've ever seen? So there's a picture of Fuck Julie sake. from the weekend in the left. <laughs> have you, on it, being honest, have you ever seen a worse picture of me? It looks like Make a Wish. Like it's just. I just, honestly, I don't even have eyebrows in that picture. <laughs> it's just like, please take me to meet Ed Sheeran. My dying wish. Like please a fucking take burns me. victim or something. I don't know what's going on. But I don't, I, like, I don't even think I look like myself in it. <laughs> no, it's fucking bizarre. And as the lad said, you <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, what was nice about that was the other comedians involved did tell me that everyone else looks lovely in it, which is all Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger. Yeah, come on, no. girl, it's a program. Did you not know this? Is she now? Wait a minute. Hang on. Yeah, she's, she's Maria Shriver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the front door. Yeah, yeah. She's Very Maria Shriver's the whole daughter, thing. and Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. I think. And it was, Arnie's this was a big Republican set. head, yeah, and yeah, Chris yeah, is a big yeah, Republican yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. 
I think this is all set up, honestly. I think this, you know was, what? this I, was planned before the fucking divorce. I don't want this to be... I Look, I don't I want this to over. be... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's done. I don't want... Yeah, I don't want to get into a man bashing thing, but I just... I feel for Anna and that guy. Like, that's, that's a bitter pill mm. to swallow. Nearly as bitter as this fucking photograph of you. Where Isn't can it just the, listener, the worst? Where can the listener see this photograph? Do you know what I think I might do? Because it's so bad, <laughs> it's good. Do you know what I mean? It's just so bad... <laughs> It must. I'm thinking of changing my profile or two because I just think then people I meet in real life, I'm like, oh my god, you've made a miraculous recovery. Like you literally look like you're fucking balding or something. Like it's just yeah, the well, weirdest you know thing. I do. I did have a troll there. Um, somebody had been watching. I put up a picture from the Tommy show, okay. and somebody did say oh, it's time to shave your head. <laughs> But I think it's because I've always had quite like my I've always had a very high forehead and a bit of a receding hairline. So okay. that's just me. That's just who I am. But yeah, no, I look balding, burns victim. <laughs> like I definitely look like I should be. You know, someone's taking me to meet my favorite soccer team. <laughs> you look like somebody, like literally, just constructed you that night. Like they had half the instructions. I just think and they just plopped what it together. I refuse to believe. Okay, and I'm not holding this against the, the laughter lounge, which we love and adore. Okay, and I do think actually the phone in itself is a bit of fun because it's so bad. <laughs> and like, look, at the end of the day, we are doing comedy. But yeah. I just refuse to believe <laughs> that that was my best moment. But I mean, come on, can we not just take a picture and fucking look at it? I should have known. Well, no, because I was like, I don't want to be that girl. You know, you're trying to be I all think like you have the to lads. Start you're like, listen, I know my... And no, I knew something was up because Holly did say, Julie, that's a bit scary. So that was... <laughs> and, I, and my response was, but it's my smile. And that's when... It was a red flag. I knew something bad was coming oh, down the line. It's an absolute but shocker. But I think the thing is, what I just love about and what I find so entertaining about that picture is, um, first of all, we did say Sherlock was just in the story so it'll disappear but then one of the comedians has now posted to his forever wall but you have to the put other that up. three lads look perfect yeah you have I to would go so far as to say a good photo of the other three guys yeah you're gonna i'm saying now, but you're gonna have to put it up on the up to 90 I'm gonna stories put it up, i'm not gonna put it up on the julie j but we'll put it up on the up to 90 yeah stories. so people can see because we're talking about it too much now we Before need to I people need lisbon to lisbon tomorrow off yeah. to lisbon my mother keeps thinking we're going to lisbon but it's lisbon lisbon yeah lisbon's lovely too Oh. I've been Jeannie J. I've been everyone. God bless. Why are you stealing my God bless? Because it's like our thing now. No. Just no. the two of us. No, it's just my thing. We can make As Louise pointed out, it's just my thing. And she's robbing. You and I. God bless. Big shout out as well to our amazing sponsor, the wonderful, fantastic Copper Yes, and we have a competition. We have our competition. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to still time. There's still time. So our competition prize, fantastic prize. We've a lovely little hamper um, from Copperberg. It is delicious. Uh, Just taste of summer. And we also have two tickets for the fantastic taste of Dublin, which is total crack like absolute crack I always think Taste of Dublin is kind of like it's like an oxygen for women in their mid 30s <laughs> oh and they'll have a, there's going to be a Copperberg section they're there, going to have a Copperberg yeah. bar 
so it'll uh, it'll be really cool, and uh, it's a de- it's a deadly event. It's, so re- the- it's just handy. It's yeah. in town. It's handy. handy. Lovely location. You can have your nibbles, get your food in, sit in the grass, have your few drinks. Hopefully, the weather will be nice. It'll be great. It's it's basically getting getting sozzled, getting lightly sozzled with a little bit of sophistication. Exactly. It's, do you know what it is? It's yeah. drinking up the park for women of a certain age. Yeah. That's what we hear. love about it. So the competition is up now. It's like like tag, that kind of buzz. When will we announce the winner? We said Tuesday, didn't we? Well, so this we'll is going out on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll we just say Wednesday. So we'll okay. say Wednesday. Let's announce it on Wednesday. To give people a chance, because if they hear it on today... Let's announce it on Wednesday. Yeah. And we're going to announce it on Instagram. Yes. And a big shout out, uh, as we said, to our fantastic sponsor, Copperberg, who are after throwing us those couple of tickets because it is just a deadly weekend. It's, yeah. it's actually one of my favourite things in Dublin. It's great. Oh, yeah? Yeah, really nice. Mm, nice. Getting all nicely pickled. I am working my way through that crate. How are you getting on? I mean, yeah, I have... Fair dent in it now, I have to say. Do you know what? I told you that Fred started drinking Copperberg out now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're completely after converting him. Even last night in Carrick, he was there with his summer fruits. Jesus, what happens when it all dries out? My babe! Okay, so definitely, if there's still time, get in touch and uh, it's on our Instagram. Best of luck, and you just gotta tag a mate that you wanna go on a lash with. Would you go on on the lash with me, Ems? No. Okay, thank you for getting involved <coughs> in this comedy podcast. Thanks. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.